0: Real News. It's Friday, isn't it? And I am very excited. We're having a lot of developments. Uh, Our president is busy standing fast. And I think the world is starting to see what the Democrats really stand for. And that's not for the American people. I wanted to begin by playing, um, I guess maybe we can start with uh, the whole swearing in ceremonies and specifically take a look at, let me just play it for you. Here we go. Okay, so that is Rashida. Rashida is the uh, Palestinian woman who was elected out of Michigan. The woman that uh, made a big deal about swearing in on the translated copy of the Koran that Jefferson had, but, you know, omitted to tell people that the reason Jefferson had the Quran was in order to educate Those in office of ideologies that do not concur with those of our nation. But that's not the most important thing. The clip that I played for you was that she referred to a specific person, Farouk Shami. Farouk Shami donated thousands of dollars uh, to Rashida. Farouk has a long-standing relationship with President Trump. He actually backed President President Trump saying that he would be a good president. Uh, she uh basically this Palestinian American businessman, you know, we all know BioSilk products, the chi hair straightener. Uh you know, that's who we're talking about. I wonder if Farouk feels the same way now for funding and supporting Rashida because her actions and her words of choice indicate something very different. Now, um, just so you know, Farouk uh, actually... um, was a member of the board of the American Task Force on Palestine, um, actually resigned in 2010, but still owns the building where PLO um, uses, well, you, PLO, the Palestinian, you know, task force, PLO actually uses his building uh, to conduct their business. Uh, President Trump asked Farouk to shut it down, to shut... Uh, asked the PLO, basically, to shut down uh, of September of last year, of 2018. So Farouk funded Rashida, and here's what Rashida proceeded to say. I'll play that part for you, which for me, like I said, seemed dangerous, but... It just depicts the class of people that have come into Congress, the class. Remember, Democrats are not classy. So let's listen to that part.
1: I love you, and you win. And when your son looks at you and says, Mama, look, you won, bullies don't win. And I said, baby, they don't, because we're going to go in there, we're going to impeach the motherfucker. Yeah!
0: Is that how a congresswoman speaks about the president of the United States? Is this what we've been reduced to? Because the only people we see talking like that, I mean, Mitt Romney um, had some things to say but didn't speak in that way. But we've seen it. Maxine Waters, Pelosi, Schumer. Complete disrespect. This was very disrespectful. This sets the tone for the type of classy people that have been elected into office to supposedly execute the wants of the people or the wants that they have? Public servant or self-servant? Now today, I wanted to revisit something that I've talked about before uh, that is very dear to me, and that's uh, human and child trafficking. But in order to get into that conversation i think it's important for us to realize that the democrats for some reason are very adamant about not building a wall they have a bunch of excuses it's racist it's no good they'll come up with anything they'll tell you alternatives like drones i don't i don't see how a drone is going to stop someone from crossing the border I think it's about time we focus not just on the drugs or the illegal immigration, but focus on the child and human trafficking and have them own it and ask them why they would refuse to build a wall that would save these people, save these children. And I think taking note from our president, that's the direction we, we all need to take right now. He tweeted out, the White House actually tweeted out um, on the 2nd of January, in the past two months there have been 538 fraudulent family units apprehended at the southern border. Adults who illegally crossed our border with kids who are not their own in an attempt to enter our country. So that's number one. He did that on the 2nd. And something that was not very – that was underreported is that January has now been dubbed by presidential proclamation as National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month. And um, three years ago, I was on the Hagman Report talking about modern slavery, and I've said this before on my show, the Democrats – throughout history, get very angry when you take away their slaves. First, they were coming with boats from Africa, and because they look different, people just subscribe to it and considered them subhuman because of the color of the skin. As we evolved as human beings and as a society, we realized that superficial traits do not p- depict the value of a human being. And that the human that humans are valuable. Period. We sanction life. We appreciate life and we realize that we are no one or in no way entitled to dictate someone's life. That everyone is born free. Like I said, the Democrats never like that. And I just urged you uh, many times, go to the Library of Congress, pull up. Articles from newspapers, late 1800s, early 1900s. See just how angry the Democrats were. You know, so they started a new wave of bringing in slaves, and I've talked about this before. I've been talking about it for years, which is through immigration. In the early 1900s, bringing in people through Boston was the way. They'd bring young ladies and young girls that would land and never be seen again, taken in as house slaves or sex slaves, whatever you want to call it. And this continues until today. I'm putting together an introductory article because I'm going to be showing and demonstrating with actual documentation from the State Department. Not only do we have the majority of the crimes committed of having sexual slaves pouring in through the border, which we can't even quantify because we don't know how many are already here. We don't know how many really enter through our borders because that border is quite, quite large, right? And every we can just assume that people penetrate our border at least at a rate of two a minute. That's, that's one statistic I saw. But we can't really quantify it, can we? We can't. But what we do see is, is that since our president came into office, we have had more arrests on child trafficking and human trafficking than the previous four administrations put together, and that is rising exponentially. We see stories of uh, people that have purchased slaves as children from Mexico, and uh, keep in mind. These people that are trafficked are not always Mexican, Central American, or South American. No, no, no. They come in from everywhere. They come in from Thailand, uh, from other Asian nations, from Russia, from the Ukraine, from Romania. Because you know what? They fly into Mexico, and then they just cross the border. I actually dug up a story that CBS had put out in 2005 – you know, before they were politically affiliated and actually reported things that mattered where they went undercover following uh, the story of a young woman who was taken from Russia or Romania. I don't remember off the top of my head. I'm still, I'll put it together for you so you can see it yourself. There was actually a video. It was a, an episode of 48 Hours. Where they flew her into Mexico and then they were driving across the border. Driving. She was smart enough to speak Russian and that prompted the border patrol agent to make them exit. And they gave her sanctuary, this woman that has been trafficked around the world that was coming into the United States to be sold to someone at such a young age. She was, what, 17 at that time? And they had her since she was a young child. This woman was being sold. This is a very lucrative market. It turns out that back in 2005, this one guy, in business only about a year or two, had made millions off of selling women and children in the United States, bringing them from all over. People would just order them. This is reality. So it makes you wonder if you knew that building a wall would stop innocent children and innocent young women and men being abused in such a way, why would you refuse to build it unless you stand to benefit from it? So let's listen to a clip of a presser. Uh, pretty impromptu by the president where he took no questions and the media just lost their mind. So you can listen to what they say about the border.
1: Give a few of my friends a minute to get in. Thank you all for coming on short notice and uh, certainly Happy New Year. Welcome back. It's good to be back. We're going to kick 2019 off just slightly differently, um, and I'd like to welcome a very special guest for an appearance here in the briefing room, our very great President Donald J. Trump.
2: Beautiful place. Happy New New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I just want to start off by congratulating Nancy Pelosi on being elected Speaker of the House. It's a very, very great achievement. And uh, hopefully, we're going to work together and we're going to get lots of things done, like infrastructure and so much more. I know they want to do that very badly, so do I. So hopefully we're going to have a lot of things that we can get done together. And I think it's actually going to work out. I think it'll be a little bit different than a lot of people are thinking. Uh, So I congratulate Nancy. Tremendous, tremendous achievement. And I just wanted to explain the folks that I'm with on the day, as people I've known very well over the last two years, people that have been extremely supportive of what we're doing on the border. They're tough. They're smart. They think they love our country. They they have every quality. And I, I'll tell you what, I really know them well, and they have the kind of qualities that we need in our country. And they've done a fantastic job at the border. It's ICE, and it's Border Patrol. And a man who's really become a friend, in a sense, uh, Brandon. I, I will say this, uh, Brandon Judd has been a stalwart in terms of justice for people, in terms of fairness. And in terms of the toughness you need, you have some pretty tough situations. It doesn't get much tougher. So I just want to thank uh, Brandon and all of the folks. I'm going to have them introduce themselves right now and also say a few words about the wall, about you can call it a barrier, you can call it whatever you want. But essentially, we need protection in our country. We're going to make it good. Uh, The people of our country want it. I have never had so much support as I have in the last week over my stance for border security, for border control, and for, frankly, the wall or the barrier. I have never had anything like it in terms of calls coming in, in terms of people writing in and tweeting and doing whatever they have to do. I've never had this much support. And we've done some things that, as you know, have been very popular. So I'm going to ask Brandon Judd to just step forward. And say a few words, Uh, this group has apprehended last year 17,000 criminals trying to get across the border. 17,000. And that's one category. There are plenty of others. The other thing that has been so incredible is what they've done in terms of drugs and stopping drugs. And with that and with everything else, plenty, unfortunately, come through our southern border. But I'm going to ask Brandon to come up, say a few words, and maybe introduce our, uh, our friends and some very brave people. Brandon, please. Thank you. <coughs>
3: Thank you, President. We really appreciate all the support that you've given the the Border Patrol. We appreciate the support that you've given ICE. Um, My name is Brandon Judd. I'm the president of the National Border Patrol Council. I've been a Border Patrol agent for 21 years. I can personally tell you from the work that I have done on the southwest border that physical barriers, that walls actually work. You hear a lot of talk from the expert that... You hear a lot of talk that there are experts that say that walls don't work. I promise you that if you interview Border Patrol agents, they will tell you that walls work. I worked in NACO, Arizona for 10 years. We didn't have physical barriers in NACO, and illegal immigration and drug smuggling was absolutely out of control. We built those walls, those physical barriers, and illegal immigration dropped exponentially. Anywhere that you look where we have built walls, they have worked. They have been an absolute necessity for Border Patrol agents in securing the border. We need those physical barriers, and we appreciate President Trump and all of his efforts in getting us those physical barriers. There's also a lot of talk on this shutdown that federal employees do not agree with the shutdown. I will tell you that's not true. And with that, I'd like to introduce Art Del Cueto. He is the vice president of the National Border Patrol Council. He's also a longtime Border Patrol agent out of the Tucson sector, and he's, he'd like to say a few words about the shutdown.
2: Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Uh, once again, my name is Art Del Cueto. I am vice president with the National Border Patrol Council. And I want everybody to take the time to understand what's going on. We are all affected by this shutdown. We have skin in the game. However, it comes down to border security. And we are extremely grateful to President Trump. And we fully support what he is doing to take care of our nation's borders, to take care of the future of this United States. It has nothing to do with political parties. You all got to ask yourself this question. If I come to your home, do you want me to knock on the front door or do you want me to climb through that window? We fully support the President and all his efforts to secure our nation's borders. Hello, everyone.
3: My name is Hector Garza. I'm the uh, vice president of the National Border Patrol Council. I am also a Border Patrol agent of the uh, Texas border. Um, I just want to talk about some of those criminals that Border Patrol agents apprehend on a daily basis. We're talking about murderers, rapists, uh, people that commit very serious crimes in this country. ICE has been doing an amazing job in deporting a lot of these people back to their countries. Unfortunately, once we deport these people, these people will not stay in their country. These criminal aliens that have been released from jail, that have been deported, will come right back into the United States. However, if we had a physical barrier, if we had a wall, we wouldn't be able to stop that. Again, we want to thank President Trump uh, for uh, advocating for Border Patrol agents. And again, we ask our congressmen to fund border security and fund the border wall.
2: Thank you. So this meeting was set up a long time ago. It just came at a very opportune time, and I thought... Uh, We were all sitting in the Oval Office working on different plans and different uh, ways of stopping the problems that we have in our country. And other countries have problems, but nobody like ours. The economy makes it even more so. The economy is bringing people in because we're doing so well with the economy. Unemployment is now 3.7 percent, and uh, that's among the lowest we've ever had, lowest in 50 years. And among certain groups, it's the lowest historically. So, Uh, I just appreciate them being here. I said, let's go out, see the press. You can tell them about the importance of the wall. They basically said, and I think I can take the word basically out, without a wall, you cannot have border security, without a very strong form of barrier. Call it what you will. But without a wall, you cannot have border security. It won't work. You see what's just been put out on social media, where thousands of people are rushing the border having a drone fly overhead and i think nobody knows much more about technology this type of technology certainly than i do having drones and various (laughs) other form of sensors they're all fine but they're not going to stop the problems that this country has we've never had more people wanting to come to the united states and that has to do with the economy and has to do with a lot of other things we're we're doing great as a country but the better we do, the more people want to come in. So, uh, folks, I just want to thank you very much. It's an honor to be with you, and I'm glad you came. I'm glad we came out here. And the first time I've ever done this is the first time I've done it. I've done it for you, and I'm very proud of that because you have done a fantastic job. And I want to thank you all. Chris, thank you very much. Thank you all very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good
1: afternoon. So they, they
0: completely lost their mind because he left right after that and like he said this meeting was set up from before and they were there to reinforce the notion that physical barriers do work and they do Now, if we just take one, parse one, not the criminals, not the people wanting to flee to our country for the economy, you know, not people that are seeking a better life per se, or criminals to be able to disappear and perpetuate their lifestyle, not the drugs. Let's focus on just the vulnerable people, the children. The young women and men that are brought through the border and sold. Can you fathom being 12 years old, frightened because you're a child, and even younger because they start them off pretty young, they abduct them, and they frighten you to the point where you say nothing. And they travel all the way to Mexico from wherever they are in the world, or it could be in Mexico, because that happens a lot. Or from a place like Honduras, Guatemala, Costa Rica, Panama, Uruguay, wherever. And they instill fear in this child. And this child relies on them for food and water. But they are put in a room to perform lewd acts on anyone that pays their owners. Sometimes they don't even touch them because when they're unspoiled, they come in for a higher dollar price. So they bring them across the border and sell them to someone. And there are thousands of such stories coming out of California, Texas, Arizona, Montana, North Dakota, you name it, they have it. And these children are purchased. How many stories of theirs do we hear? A small fraction. Because not a lot of them survive. These are children and young adults, teenagers, that have no name, that no one will mourn, that are being tortured as I'm speaking right now. And all because we do not deter them. This wall is necessary to ensure that they do not use that avenue anymore. Because if we shut down the biggest floodgate, the most uncontrolled floodgate, and we've done the majority of the work, human traffickers, child traffickers will not be coming to our borders if there's a wall because they know they can't pass it. This is one of the most critical arguments one can make. They won't be coming to your country if you have a wall, just like a thief knows you have a door. Your ring doorbell, further deterrent. Your camera outside, further deterrent. Let's deter this from happening. I'll see you shortly after the break. Okay, welcome back. So as we were discussing in the first half hour of my show, child and human trafficking is a a very big deal. And the border is one way, and I would say the most unquantifiable way of knowing just how many victims come in. And I believe that if we confront the Democrats with just that one point, why would you refuse to save innocent people? Because this is the modern form of slavery. It's exploiting innocent people. Can you imagine... Just how one of those individuals, those children, teenagers, young adults feel. I have many, I have encountered many such individuals. One local to my state that has most recently passed in a very odd way had explained to me how... He was at a birthday party when he was about nine or ten years old. His friend was the son of the fire chief. They were having fun playing, you know, they're kids. They're 10, right? They still have baby teeth. And during that party, his friend's dad had a bunch of, you know, lawmakers and big shot oil guys, and they were all just drinking. And it felt creepy. He said it felt creepy because they were stroking my chin or constantly telling me to come over and sit me down and tell me what a nice young man I am. And so this young man goes home because he told the man he didn't like his finger in his mouth. Seriously, this is like, Real stuff. And then this victim proceeds to tell me, I went home and then the police came to my house and dragged me out of bed. And it was like 10 o'clock at night. And my parents were told that I did something wrong and they took me to jail. Now, I found that hard to believe. I mean, there's no way a police officer would enter a house or a sheriff And drag away a child with no CPS, no allowing the parents to see the child, nothing like that. Well, fast forward post this young man's death, speaking with one of the parents. They told me, you know, it all started that time when he did something with his friend after a birthday party and he was arrested and they wouldn't let me see him. It all went downhill after that said one of the parents. And I thought to myself, what? He was. This is how they operate. For me at that point, I was, my phone was on mute, and all I could do was cry. Because I can't even repeat to you what happened to that young man at the age of 10 that evening who then, by the age of 11, was hooked on drugs, who was owned by persons in very high offices. Owned. Remember that word, owned. You know, and then when he got too old, he was busy finding rentals. Yeah, rentals. Native American reservations are plentiful in this state. Drug addicts and people that have criminal records are plentiful in the state. So lend me your toddler and here's your drugs. Here's your pardon. This is real stuff. So this is another way, okay, domestically that they can take our own children. So imagine if this happens in America by Americans Imagine what happens to those that are brought over the border that have no name, no one to cry for them, no one to ask for them. Because, you know, that child at the time had parents that questioned things and all they could put it down to is problem child got into the wrong crowd, you know, you know, and I, I, I don't know what to say. I'm pretty much speechless at that point. So imagine the audacity of doing things like that to children within our own country that have someone to cry for them and ask for them. Just imagine those that have no name, far, far away from home, what they go through. This is what we need to think about. And, and you know, a lot of people don't like to hear it. Because it will make your stomach turn. They demean them. They have them as their own personal sex slave or use them as commercial property for sex. The south border of the United States is one of the biggest, I would say, vendors for such a market. But then there's other markets. We'll get into that later on in the show too. State and federally funded markets that'll make you think, what how is this happening under our nose? Because I've said this before. The mafia that runs our country is so deeply embedded in the highest offices that we see that they've even embedded themselves in our Department of Justice, in our law enforcement. You think they can embed in other places? They are very well-networked. So the question that all of you should ask to these congressmen, congresswomen, and, you know, senators that are against the wall, say, well, if you could just save one child's life by having that, by people not bringing children through the border or young adults that they've been abusing for years to sell them here, why wouldn't you do it? Because maybe they can't answer that because they're embarrassed. Maybe they subscribe to that industry. I mean, Mina, biggest drug bust, right? Noriega, the whole nine yards. We all knew that it was Governor Clinton and Hillary. And Bush ran it. And Chief Justice Roberts, home state Ohio, was one of the points. We know this now. They're the ones that brought cocaine and coked up all of America. So you think... That a lucrative industry like human trafficking and having slaves as someone – who was it that said, well, if they can't come in, who's going to clean my toilets? Right. Who's going to be your slave? The slave that you pay minimal wage to. You know, because the argument that some people (laughs) that don't seem to to realize just how racist it is is who's going to do the lower-paying jobs? Lower-paying jobs? You mean – Modern slavery, right? Where you enslave them with low wages and they have no choice but to work hard. Because now that they're here, that's the only thing they can do. That's modern slavery. Because slaves were kept on plantations. They were fed, clothed. They had some access to medical treatment. Uh, They had a home, a roof over their head. They could marry. They could have kids. Some of them could get educated. It depends how nice your owner was. How many stories do you hear about women coming in from Asia, Thailand, Indonesia, China, Korea, anywhere, from anywhere around the world that come to the United States to work, that, that um, people actually pay salary to as in-home housekeepers, but they take away their passports so they can never leave. They don't pay them money. They're like, you have food, you can go shopping with clothes, here's your allowance. Um, You're not allowed to see people. That's modern-day slavery. The border is the only one we can't quantify. So forgive me if I make the speculation that that's the industry that they don't want to hinder. Because all signs from the more organized human trafficking programs that they have in our nation indicate just how lucrative it is to them. Programs that we fund, programs that get tax breaks. Yeah, we actually pay for them to bring people from other countries to traffic with our tax money. We also pay for them to bring refugees. And now, most recently, I was made aware that some of these programs are involved in adoptions. What? This is a very lucrative industry. And it's time we start talking about it. It's not a conspiracy. This is fact. So organized human trafficking was first brought to my attention when I was a grad student and I was um, doing rounds in the emergency room of a hospital. And a woman came in badly beaten, raped. She looked like a hot mess. We uh, tended to her wounds. Uh, She was telling, uh, she wasn't speaking much. Uh, She had no identification because it was taken from her, from what we understood. Um, And she said she worked for a company called American Pool Enterprise. And I thought, so she's like a pool girl? (coughs) Anyway, she had run away and she said, please don't let them find me. I just want to go home. She wanted to go back to wherever she came from. And I believe her country, I believe it was Guatemala. I'm not sure. It's been so long. But I remember the name of the company, and I've been following that company. And you'll be surprised what I find out, what I have found out. So this woman worked for this American Pool Enterprises, which is funded by the State Department the State Department. Even in Huma's emails that are on that laptop of Anthony Weiner's in New York, there's reference to American Pool Enterprises. It's also referenced in some of Hillary Clinton's emails, sometimes in short form, A-P-E-I, because it's American Pool Enterprises, Inc. So, again, state, federally, locally and federally funded Trafficking. So, anyway, I went on my break. Uh, I came back and I was just kind of going through all the charts and I finished my charting in the back room, you know. And I came out to see, you know, what's the story? You know, do we need anyone for x rays? Because that's what I was um, trading on, you know, emergency medicine, radiology, interventional radiology and the woman was gone. So I asked the nurse, hey, where'd she go? Uh, Some people, uh, government officials, came and picked her up. I think maybe the police or something looked for paperwork, and it was (coughs) unavailable. I was kicked off the case, uh, and, and it was sealed, and th- that's it. And it was just going straight to the attending. So, you know, obviously at that point, I can't access a patient's file, as, you know, if they're no longer my patient. It, it's a huge flag. It's HIPAA. You can't just go in there and type a name and pull up information. You're flagged. So I just found that curious, and it was in the back of my mind. And ever since then, I've been tracking this company. actually I tracked this company all the way up to North Dakota where it operated in almost every city, but never registered with the Secretary of State. It operates around the nation, and then changed its name to United Work and Travel, but only has two offices now here, one in Texas and one in New Hampshire. Obviously, I contacted both Secretary of States of those states, and it wasn't registered there either. I find it kind of curious how a company opens up and sets up shop Importing human beings from other countries to work, supposedly. Young adults. Teens. Seventeens. Barely seventeens. Maybe people with passports that say seventeen but aren't. And don't register with the Secretary of State. So I brought it to the attention of the Attorney General. New Hampshire was very on it. I don't know about Texas, though. I mean, I spoke to them. But New Hampshire was very, very on it. We'll see how that pans out, but see, these are organized human trafficking rings, very lucrative, so much money. I mean, think about it. Why would the state department be funding companies to hire people just for the summer? And you know, the majority of them disappear, arrive and just enter into our country, never to be seen again, contributing to the illegal immigration. The checks that they do for security to give them visas aren't that good. We had a bunch of Russians arrive in California to work for some company supposedly. And, you know, they were taken to the apartment that they were going to be put up and and then they're gone. Nobody knows where they are. They're probably still in the United States, maybe even listening to the show right now. Chinese young ladies, some of them go missing. I could tell you the horror stories of these uh, women from Thailand that came to North Dakota out by where the booming oil boom was happening with all these man camps who were treated like lesser citizens, sexually harassed by those that supposedly owned hotels and hired them to work. The stories are endless, and most of them are documented. They're actually public record. But no one does anything. See, because companies like this, organizations like this function and operate with the compliance of your governor, of your secretary of state, well, you know, even if they don't register, and your attorney generals. I mean, you can't have a company bringing in migrants and not know about it in your state, right? Human and child trafficking, is a very big problem in our country. The wall, I reinforce, would help reduce the unquantified victims. Because we can't put a number on their head. And just like President Trump said, you know, during that impromptu presser, what's the drone going to do? It's not going to stop them. What is it going to do when you see one woman running through the border with five kids? They're they're they might not be hers. She might just be selling them. You know she could get hundred thousand, fifty thousand to her. Fifty thousand dollars is a lot, a pop. Take the money and right go across the border again and do it again. That's what they do. They don't just all come in here and live. We need this wall. Because once we have the wall, then we can focus on the more organized rings that we have. You Nona know, Vixen was one of them, right? Backpage was funneling the stuff, right? But it's the ones that are funded by the government. And you know, it's the creepy stuff. And to one company in particular, I've linked Nancy Pelosi. I'm not going to name the company yet because I need to confirm a couple things. But this is probably the industry that they're trying to protect. I know a lot of us are like, well, they need the voters. They need more slaves. Because, you know, these illegal immigrants will turn out to be the ones with the low wages, right? And they will be the slaves. None of them are going to get a job in a cubicle or work at Apple or LinkedIn or at a bank. They're all going to be working, cleaning toilets and picking fruit off trees. Because, you know, For some reason in America, work like that is demeaning. It's not. It's called hard work. It's being a member of society that contributes, no matter how small you're contributing. Professional cleaners, wow, I wish I could get my houses clean. You know, sometimes I will call someone and and, and pay them to clean my house, and it's spotless. And I'm like, I do it every day. Why doesn't it? Why isn't it as good as what they do? It's because they're professional. It's not demeaning. You know, another set-up industry was with the Vietnamese and nail parl- uh, nail par- parlors. You know, this is why most of them dominate, you know, nail salons. That was an organized thing, too, to bring Vietnamese in. You know, this is where we're not paying attention. How... They, they, they go out telling you just how much good they're doing. Look, look at this person. They came from, I don't know, um, Lithuania and worked at this hotel and went back home after three months. And that was a great experience. It's like, but what about the other 10 people? Or let's talk about Adam Schiff and his link to a really creepy company a company that promotes massaging children. And they claim to be the leaders in infant and pediatric massage. So they go all over the world where some idiot really thinks they're doing good. Oh, look, this is how you massage their chest, their buttocks, their groin area. It's really nice. But you know what they're doing when they go to these orphanages, right? There's that one clown, that fruity person with the, you know, 20-gauge things in their ears, you know, and the Rasta hair and the Birkenstocks that thinks that they're supporting peace and love because they're dumb because because they can't see what they're really doing. And then there's the people that, you know, join in on it. And in the background, the people that come along with this Birkenstock-wearing woman, you know. Take a couple of kids from the orphanage. Just, yeah, okay. Fix it up. You know, because these organized human trafficking companies, like I, I mentioned, you know, one of the biggest, uh, most lucrative companies, companies is called Lutheran Social Services. Their main goal is to bring in refugees. $23 million they got in 2008 to buy property. Who paid it? Minnesota. How did Ilhan Omar come here, Lutheran Social Services? But guess what else they do? They also meddle in adoptions and elderly care. So they have all this money coming in that you're paying out of your own pocket. No one asked you, hey, do you want to fund this nonprofit? No, your state just gives it to them. Doesn't even ask you. They operate in almost every single state throughout the United States of America. Human and child trafficking is no joke. These people are very well organized. And the anger and detest they show President Trump indicates just, it's the same anger that you see and detest depicted throughout history when they were losing their slaves. They didn't want to lose their slaves. And here you're taking away their bread and butter, not only their slaves, but their child sex slaves or whatever they do with the children. There was a story out of Texas where a woman purchased two little girls from Mexico, had them as house slaves, cleaning her house, tending to her, sending them out to shop for her, or rub her feet, and all they would do all day is read the Bible to her. Like, there's some really twisted people. Could you imagine being born into the world, taken away from your parents, and then sold to someone that wants you to rub their feet, cook for them, clean for them, do whatever else they ask you to do for them, and then read Bible scriptures all day? What kind of life? That is torture. The wall is imperative to stop this unquantified amount of persons being trafficked across our borders because the market is so lucrative. These people make so much money. Horror stories within the foster system. Horror stories. They make fostering easier for people, but adoption, you're literally paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to adopt a child and seven years of waiting time. In the meantime, the child gets bounced around from house to house and the majority of them are what? Raped. That's the number one issue. 83% of the children in foster care are at some point raped by their foster parents. Trafficked. Sold. And then at the age of 18, they come into society messed up because we helped perpetuate it child trafficking human trafficking this has to stop 2019 needs to make it stop we need to stop these refugee programs we don't need programs. we don't need to be paying out of our pocket to bring more people into our country no we shouldn't after the break we'll continue with that and talk about developments we're seeing in the fe- on the federal level. I'll see you in a few. Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. Real News. Welcome back for the second hour of the show. So a listener tweeted out, "Gee, as hard as some politicians are fighting border security, you'd think they'd have an interest in drug and human trafficking." Spot on. That is exactly what it is. But Here's the other thing. They have the cheek to try to pass a bill that's not even going to be entertained, that has no funds for the border, but also wants to fund Planned Parenthood, which is incredible. They're running out of baby parts. But I want all of you from the first hour of the show to realize exactly what they're fighting against. Forget the illegal immigrants or the one sob story of someone actually being persecuted in their country, right? Forget that. Because they could just go to an embassy and apply. They can. And it does happen. Because if it's a legitimate, you know, seeking asylum case, we don't turn people away. You know, we don't. But for some reason, we have federally funded programs with these companies like Lutheran Social Services or United Work and Travel, A.K.A. American Pool Enterprise. There's so many of them, guys. It's all out there. Public info. I have collected over ten years through FOIA requests, emails, and communications that will blow your mind. And then you'll sit there and wonder, how are we still funding it federally and state? How? I know that in my state. I'm going to start the process of getting rid of, you know, the $10 million that are allocated for my state's budget to pay for Lutheran social services. Because here's the kicker. One of these refugees they brought, and I spoke about it on uh, one of my uh, Wednesdays with Laura Loomer, um, a gentleman by the name that goes by Sam, it's Muya Osman Muya. He was 20 years old, or says he was 20, he could be older, you know, they just say how old they are, and was attending high school in our country, in Fargo, North Dakota. He was attending West Fargo High School. And you know, the high schools in smaller cities incorporate middle schools, you know, so there's children between the ages of 12 and 17 attending. So this guy was caught on camera there was complaints from the children he raped two little girls i'll repeat the story so you understand how horrific this organization is they bring this man from another country seeking asylum so basically they seek these people that they bring right they the people don't just apply to them they seek them so he brings they bring this guy in he goes to the school, rapes this kid, these girls on March, in March, 2018, literally was caught on a mall camera, putting his hands down the pants of a 13 year old child and then putting her in the photo booth. God knows what they did there. Then telling them, yeah, you can come and tell on me to my mother, come rapes the girl in one bedroom and then the other girl is supposedly sitting another and he walks in pretending to be his own twin brother and rapes her too. And this predator was back in school with all these little children. His classmates, when I reached out to them through Instagram and other forms of social media, would tell me things that, you know, I was thinking, well... Don't your parents talk to you about this? Why Why aren't any of you reporting this to like the school counselor or anything? But we'll blow your mind. So here's here's what happens. The police come and question him. Don't tell the school that they have video footage, rape kits, and testimony from these young ladies, these 13-year-old children that this 20-year-old man imposed himself on because you know... Children are malleable, you know, they're gullible because they're children. They see the world through innocent eyes and curious ones. So they know this, they don't tell the school, and this person remains in the school. And then Lutheran Social Services obviously provides lawyers, so they stymie the collection of his DNA. And then when they finally get the DNA sample, well, school, he's graduated, and he gets indicted that September because we only have one lab to do DNA checks. Are you serious? Rape of a child, and you're going to slow walk this? Well, there's a cultural officer. So now we have cultural officers, you know, because you don't want to be called racist or xenophobic anymore, right? Because that's a big deal. Indeed, what you need to ask yourself is why don't they want the wall? Why doesn't someone ask them? tell me the reason you don't want the wall? Answer that question. Why can't Pelosi come up with one straight answer? I don't want the wall because. It's racist? Explain how it's racist. This is what we need to have them answer. Why don't you want the wall? Question of the year. Why don't you want the wall? Because this shutdown is going to stay shut down. And it's going to be a long one. And you know what's funny? Is that it was actually reported, and I uh, was going to make mention of it yesterday because I do follow this stuff. But... We have something called the Federal Register. I've directed you to that before so that you can see what our government's doing, what it's putting out, uh, what it's asking for. You know, they put out RFP notices, regulations, uh, updates, uh, requests. Um, they just make uh, public information. So um, th- this, um, the Federal Register on a daily basis has tons of documentation, tons of it. Most of them have to deal with regulations, but tons of it. And a man, Dan Golbeck, who's a senior research analyst for regulatory policy at the American Action Forum, said that on Wednesday, the register only had two notices on one page. He said even compared to past shutdowns and slowdowns, that's unprecedented. That's never happened before. For me, that's kind of cool. It will indicate to you. What departments are very busy doing things? And if you actually take a look, the majority of it is disaster declarations assistance, foreign aid. You know, suddenly they're not asking for money. That's really important. This is where we need to pay attention. What's happening? Who's not asking for things? There's almost a million documents on this uh, federal register that have multiple regulations being published every day. Uh, And I think he said, hold on, let me find it. He said that there was something like uh, 500 and somewhat. He said the issuing, let's see, where is it? Goldbeck, who analyzed the trend in a new blog post for AAF, wrote, For perspective, in the final post-shutdown days of 2018, there were 2,005 pages, or an average of 501 per day, worth of activity in the Federal Register. That dwindled down to 30 on January 2nd, and now to 1. And, you know, if we look at the government shutdown... All vital employees are there. The Interior Department's not there. Transportation, NIH, EPA, they're being affected. So are we to say that those agencies are the ones that are pumping out most regulations? The EPA, Interior? Makes you think, right? Makes you think of just how much is going on that we are not seeing. Today our president, I know, has two meetings. Uh, One is being conducted now and then one after that at the Oval Office. Pretty curious to see uh, who he's meeting with and what will come out of it. Uh, That's not really announced. But what we can see is during this government shutdown, President Trump is getting a lot done. For me, ideally, it would have been that this fight for the wall Should have been done at another time. This is just me, you know. Uh, And I believe that us trusting him that things will get done is very important. And like I've said before, you know, I'm just as impatient as you. But I I hope that throughout uh, my shows that you listen to, you realize just how well-networked and deeply embedded the DC Mafia is. And how important it is that we remain patient. We must remain patient. So that way we um, can appreciate just how important it is that we get it done right. Because like I've said before, if you're pulling out a weed, you can't leave part of the root in there. Because it'll just come back. Speaking of evil roots, I just wanted to say uh, in regards to Adam Schiff because I have a I have a piece in draft for months now working on him and I kind of touched on it about this uh, massage place. And that was prompted to me by a, a tweet that President Trump had uh, sent out in February of last year. And I finally got some information back from countries outside of the United States with some evidence in regards to their operations. And that's a company called Little Kids. And someone else mentioned it to me so uh, yesterday, and I was like, oh, I, I know all about that. But I didn't delve into it, and I thought, you know what, maybe that's a sign that I should talk about it a little bit. On February 18, 2018, President Trump tweeted, "Tweeted Finally, little Adam Schiff, the leaking monster of no control, is now blaming the Obama administration for Russian meddling in the 2016 election. He is finally right about something. Obama was president, knew the threat, and did nothing. Thank you, Adam. But here's the story about Adam Schiff. So aside from his very tight connections with this Company called Little Kids. You know, in his Instagram, even back in 2017, you see a baby sitting in a chair, not looking very happy, uh, saying that there was an infantile attack on the press by the president. He's also posed, uh, you know, for other pictures in the past years, like in Haiti, holding babies. We all know what happened in Haiti with children. We know from the Clinton Foundation, but let's continue. Or how he found random kids in Jordan by the Syrian border, you know, uh, what was it, five, six years ago? It's pretty incredible how all of them surround themselves with children. There was a sickening photo that I saw online yesterday of Pelosi being surrounded by children. And like I said Some information has come to my attention that gives more of a sickening tone to that picture. And again, makes you wonder, why don't you want the wall? Why? But let's get even more creepier, right? This little kid's place, this little kid's, it's actually spelled L-I-D-D-L-E, kid's. They actually have a handbook that was written by some lady named Tina Allen. We'll get into her another time. And it's called A Massage for Children. But here, you know, here's where it gets creepy. We all know that the FBI has decoded how pedophiles talk to each other, how they refer to children. Call them as pizza, cheese, walnuts, you know, all that stuff. Well, there is a part in her book that says, that has a picture of a pizza. And says, let's try some tomatoes. Using soft cupped hands, place them above, above, place them and move them in a circular motion on the back. Add a little more cheese. Lightly tap fingers all over the back. And then it says, now we just wait for the pizza to get nice and hot. Move your hands in a circular motion a few times. Disgusting. So in your face. Because they're shameless. We see it in their politics how shameless they are. I needn't tell you that. You can see it yourself. From their actions, the way they respond, the anger, the, they're foaming at the mouth. You know, and, and this company that Adam Schiff is associated with, and other people are too, not just Adam Schiff, Right? Operating countries in Asia, Caribbean, Africa, Middle East, you know, broken countries where children, again, are pro- are orphans because they do uh, operate mostly in orphanages and don't have anyone to mourn them or ask for them. It's pretty incredible how the left supports such actions. And they refuse to see the bigger picture. Why would someone who says, oh, well, the wall is racist. Well, if we put a wall, they won't be able to traffic kids anymore and sell them as sex slaves. Who in their right mind would be like, I don't care. It's just racist. No one would. This is why I say the conversation has to be driven to things that no one can can say out loud that they don't care about. You will never find a human being that says, well, I don't care about those children. I want to see a reporter or even our president or someone confront them and say, all right, you don't want the wall. But do you know the wall? will cease human and child trafficking these children that are brought over and used as sex slaves? Wouldn't you want to help children? How are you going to stop that if there's no wall and see what they tell you? Are they going to dismiss it? Oh, that doesn't happen. They can't because there's evidence and you can just throw it right back at them. The question is, why don't they want the wall? We all know that they, that they have been bringing the drugs into our own country. I mean, my state is plagued with meth, and you know who runs the biggest meth rings? It's law enforcement. Hails out of my attorney general's office. All the evidence is there, but you know, the laws in this state say you can't prosecute them. You can't literally prosecute your highest, like they're immune, blank check. They could do whatever they want. You can't. Same thing with them. How are you going to hold them accountable? You have to catch them in the act. That's really hard. They're not dumb. Drugs. I mean, that's the best way to put, you know, your your people into a trance. Make them addicts. I mean, they use that for children that they groom. They get them addicted to drugs. If you need your fix and you know you're going to get it for free, you'll just do whatever they want. I mean, we've seen that before. That's a big problem with drug addicts. They'll just have sex to get their fix. They'll do anything. So the question is, who's going to have... I don't want to say... I could say balls on, on air, right? Who's going to have the cojones <laughs> to ask Nancy Pelosi, tell me why you don't want the wall? Tell me why... USAID is asking for fifty to sixty million dollars to just give away to other countries that they haven't even allocated yet, but they want all this money anyway, just to give away to other countries. But you don't want to fund the wall. So tell me why you don't want the wall. If she comes back with something racist, be like, Okay, elaborate please. Why don't you want the wall? If the wall stops human and child trafficking and drug trafficking, why don't you want the wall? Forget the illegal immigration. Let's talk about that. Let's just talk about that. Forget our national security because obviously you don't care about security. Let's forget about it. Let's go to where the left has to come somewhere in the middle when you're talking about raping kids, raping women. You know, where are my feminists at? So let's meet in the middle. These are the questions we need to target. This is the narrative we need to drive because, un, you know, I see a lot of people saying, "Well, uh, you know, fellow journalists and some that I've just totally excluded from everything uh, because they you realize just what team they're playing for. But they always say, I don't know what to talk about. There's nothing really in the news. A lot of people say that. And I'm like... Uh, you run the news. You find the story. That's the way it goes. We drive the narrative. The people are the narrative. We say we want a wall. Look at that. We've got almost $19 million for that wall, and let's keep going. We drive the narrative, not the mainstream media, not what they allow us to report. You drive it. So maybe we should start driving the conversation ourselves, in pushing forward the idea that, hey, if you're so against this wall, it could be, that you have some skin in the game in drug and child and human trafficking i mean convince me you're not you know maybe we should put those tables out that says democrats don't want a wall because they support drug human and child trafficking Con- convince me otherwise we drive the conversation not them i really wish a lot of people realized that we don't have to talk about what they talk we're not we're not subscribing we're not sheeple we're people. We talk about what we want and what we need as people because we're in charge. Rashida, right? She said what she wanted other people are like, "Oh, you got, you know, butt hurt because she used the f-word." Um, no. But, you know, Rashida does hail from a state, and there's only nine in the nation that would allow you to recall Congress and senators uh, through petitions. So, Michigan, get to work. What are you doing? This is where Michigan needs to start collecting signatures and get her out. Recall her. Say, she doesn't represent you. That's not a representative we want. And not for cussing, but for changing maps because she feels like it. And for speaking about our commander-in-chief, her boss. Well, I mean, is he her boss? Not directly, but... How does she represent the people of Michigan, really? Are we going to get Lisa Simpson to be a prophet here, talking about Michigan and Sharia? Ask them. Start driving the questions. If if there were 10,000 of you right now Saying, Nancy Pelosi, a wall will stop human, child, and drug trafficking. Why don't you want the wall? And we repeat it like bots on her timeline. I mean, someone's going to pick that up. Go to your conservative news outlets and say, the question is, why don't they want the wall? What is the reason? We still haven't heard the reason. They're telling you how there's alternatives to the wall, right? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, There's alternatives. We're not going to fund a wall. Okay. But why do you want an alternative? Why don't you want a wall? What's wrong with a wall? Because, you know, if you put drones and more people at the border, that costs money in the long run. You pay for a wall, it's done. You don't need to... You have maintenance every now and then. It's not the maintenance of drones, charging them, breaking, crashing, costing us money, infrastructure in order to be streaming the video... And I don't know, lasers, because, you know, for some reason you think your drones are going to deter them. They're not. What are you going to do, shoot them out of the sky? So the question is, that hasn't been answered, why, why, why does the left not want a wall? Not that there's alternatives, but give us one reason and justify it, not just say, well, that's it. I'm just saying it's racist, period, and walk away. Give us a reason, man. You're playing with our tax money, handing it out to different countries, paying for things we never ask for, like, you know, visa-sponsoring programs or bringing in refugees. Like, why are we doing that when we can save that money? Why are we giving billions of dollars to Lutheran Social Services nationwide to bring in refugees? President Trump, let's stop it. Let's shut that down. You're talking visa lotteries. What about these people that scout out Somalia and other nations, you know, to bring in refugees and then we pay for it. We pay for flying them over here. We pay for establishing them here. Then we pay to build them houses, get them jobs, teach them English. Why are we doing this? We don't need help getting people to our country. There's tons of people lined up. Waiting to come the legal way, yet we're out there fishing for them ourselves and paying their way. What kind of insanity is this? Tell us why you don't want the wall. Why are you paying for programs to go scout and bring people in, but you won't pay for a wall? One reason you've got skin in the game, like the guy said. I really like that skin in the game. You've got a lot of money to lose. Or maybe you answer to someone else who said, make sure you don't get that wall up. And who's that someone? We don't know yet. But after the break, let's end this with a prelude of what's to come next week. Because there's going to be a lot going on next week. Wow. So while I'm uh, getting uh, the show going and we're talking, it seems like I'm pretty much in tune, creepily, with the president. Uh, he uh, sent a letter uh, to Congress um, uh, in a briefing and um, pretty much hit the nail on the head. He said the the crisis and how it's different: uh, drugs, criminal gangs, terrorists, vulnerable populations, and terrorists. C- keep in mind. Obviously, unquantified entering the border because like I've said before, and I think a lot of people mention all the time, is that um, it's not about, uh, say it, about uh, Mexicans coming in only. Mexico is just such a broad border that people flying in from countries that harbor, create, you know, and send off terrorists just fly into one of these Central American or Mexico uh, pretty much undetected uh, because we don't know every single member of Hamas or ISIS, and they could just walk through the border. They make their way through. But anyway, continuing on it, he showed the statistics in increasing drug levels. He said uh, Customs and Border Patrol seized or helped seize 282,000 pounds of cocaine, 248,000 uh, pounds of methamphetamine, 6.5 pounds of heroin, and 2,400 pounds of fentanyl. And you know, fentanyl, the problem is is that we're getting it through um, mailings and obviously prescription drugs um, and boats. That's another one. So we've got Coast Guard on alert on that one. So uh, he has a whole section about dangerous criminals and gang members, But here's where it is, a rise in vulnerable populations, overwhelming resources. So just keep this in mind. 60,000 children were captured, right? Because we can't quantify. So just think, 60,000 of them unaccompanied, meaning without the parent, came through our border. 161,000 family units. And he says that there's an increase of 25% in 2018. Because obviously in 2018, um, President Trump took um, extreme action to protect our border. So we caught more than usual. So if it's just a 25% increase, imagine just how many of them are coming in. Mathematically, the probability of it would be that we have at least a quarter million children, at least a quarter million children being trafficked through our border unaccompanied. And he requested that, um, he said, over over the last five years, we have seen a 2,000% increase in asylum claims, yet 72% of migrants report making the journey for economic reasons and therefore would not typically qualify for asylum exactly you can't just say my country is tits up I can't get a job you know we have socialism and it's like tough noogies go speak to your representatives run for office and fix it yourself you're not just going to run away to another country because you don't like the fact that you can't get a job in your country so what he said is is that uh, aside from that we have migrants that are doing this dangerous journey uh getting really sick they're all coming in uh I've 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 talked about this in the past before that the reason that we saw plagues in in history was uh you know not because people were dirty because obviously they survived before that being dirty And then they invented perfume so they don't stink. But anyway, um, it's because there was mass migration. People in Eastern Asia are exposed to different bacterium, uh, unicellular organisms, viruses, temperatures, uh, animals. You know, we see it. There's animals in Australia that are not here. They have different mosquitoes, different rats, everything, right? So then when they come over to the West... They bring that along, and yet the people in the West have not been exposed to their viruses, their bacterium, their unicellular organisms, and, you know, animals and plant life, et cetera, and that brings disease. This is why we can't import, you know, live animals without going through quarantine. This is why we can't bring fruits from other countries. Uh, this is, uh, w- because, you know, you can't introduce new organisms, you know, on that fruit you might bring, there might be a little bug that has like eggs on it. And then you leave it out on your counter, it crawls out, goes into your backyard. And the next thing you know, Um, the trees in your backyard are all killed and everybody else's, and they perpetuate and they multiply because that species has never entered into United States territory and our plants are vulnerable to it. Do Do you see where I'm getting at? So disease is the same and what they bring. And that's important to keep us safe. And then there's abuse on the journey. He mentions that large populations are abused on the journey by smugglers and others. Of course they are. You know, imagine a woman saying, you know, I hate Honduras and I don't like the fact that I can only work at the grocery store and I live in a hut. So I'm going to save money and pay this coyote to take me. So you're paying this coyote and he's like, price is 10 grand or whatever. You give him the 10 grand. And then halfway through the journey, he's like, fuck it, I'm going to leave you here. Oops, did I just cuss on air? I'm sorry. He says, I'm so sorry. He says, forget it. I'm going to leave you here unless you do this sexual favor for me and at that point this woman is stranded in the middle of mexico with no money waiting to be taken across the border cuz she met someone online that she might know um to cross the border and she can't now unless she does what the man says this is real stuff or you know it could be a woman uh that says that has a child and they're like your kid's going to do this for me or else um we'll just kill you What do you do in that situation? This is how they take advantage of people. And they're bringing them through our border. So, yeah, question is, why don't you want the border? So President Trump actually also said that we need to amend the TVPRA. And um, for those of you that don't know... The TVPRA is the Trafficking Victims Protection and Reauthorization Act of 2005. And specifically, he says, he wants to allow the U.S. government to treat unaccompanied alien children the same no matter where they come from. Now, next week, I'll touch upon it in one of my segments, but you'll be surprised to see, like I've told you, Small changes, small, you know, things happen that make huge changes, kind of like how we saw that the law has been tweaked to the point that one can argue that child marriage is allowed due to religious beliefs now. So that's important. So what are we expecting next week? What are we expecting? So we're expecting some high-profile arrests. I don't want to jump the gun and say that I'm a person that takes risks but I don't know if it's happening next week or the week after next. But someone is getting arrested. There will be an indictment. I mean, I, I was going to mention an indictment in November. And it did happen. But now a lot of people know who Gaffey is. Um, you know, he was a Clinton Foundation accountant. He was indicted on December 4th. But there is going to be uh, something high profile coming out uh, next week. I mean, that's what I'm expecting. But it could be the week after. We have to see. Because even though there's a government shutdown, unfortunately civil cases um, you know, get put on the back burner. Only criminal ones go forward. And um, you know that's the argument that Mueller used, so that way his case with Corsi doesn't go forward. But this is a criminal case, so it will go forward. And I'm smiling while I'm saying it. I don't know if you can hear me. But it's going to be pretty exciting. And it's just going to be a small nudge in the right direction. We will see outrage from the left. And, you know, they've already submitted to kill the Electoral College, which is unlike. Like, how are they even trying that? Like, if you come from a small state, like the state that I live in now, has like 700,000 people. So are you telling me that the votes of a person in New York or California count more than mine? No. This is why we have the Electoral College. If any senator that is a Republican allows such a thing to go through, I we should take the streets. We should start exercising our rights. You know, there was someone yesterday who was saying, well, you can't recall. We could do anything we want. The law is there, but we can do anything we want. They work for us. If they're not working for us, they need to be removed. There is no exception. I mean, at the end of the day, they're claiming they're going to remove our president who is working for us. So if I have a clown in office that's been elected that's not working for us and working contradictory to what is best for us, I'm going to leave him there? Are you kidding? People need to start to realize just how much clout and power they have because they serve you. They're called public servants. Don't wait for the news to report things. Report it yourself. Drive the conversation, just like they tried to drive our foreign policy, talking about this fake made-up Khashoggi thing that the Turkish government admitted paying for. They admitted a campaign to advise people about Khashoggi. So they thought they could drive foreign policy, yet, you know, for some reason, regular citizens don't get it. They drive domestic policy, always. They serve us. And it's about time people get louder and more involved. Because the more involved you are as a citizen to say, no, enough. Done. That's when you take control. I mean, our president, they don't want him. They don't care about President Trump. They want you and me. He's just in the way. They already have you, though. Because no one is out there pushing. How many phone calls do I make a day? Incredible. Emails, my new senator and my new congressman are getting emails today from me. They're getting emails today from me saying, Congratulations, I want to make sure that you sit solid on this. In the meantime, me and a bunch of people within my state are going to be recalling another senator, a Republican, who supposedly supports the wall but is donating their salary during the government shutdown. What does that tell you? He doesn't really support the wall. He's showing his allegiance to who? The left. Time to get them out. And it'll be fun to see where he's donating his money. Any NGOs connected to certain persons? That's what you need to look at. Where are their supposed donated salaries going? So next week, like I said, we're going to see a lot more movement. Uh, We're going to see the left panic because obviously this bill is not flying. We're not going to see the electoral college get squashed. And uh, submitting for impeachment on what grounds? On the grounds that what? We already know he didn't collude with Russia. On the grounds of what? That he's taking away your slaves? Cutting your drug trafficking, your, your you know, your revenue stream? Or is it that, you know, he's confiscated the majority of your bank accounts that are offshore for funding activities that he, through executive order, said, nope, can't do that? Is that why you're so hurt? I mean, this case against the Clinton can't come any sooner, but it can't come that quick either. It's been... In process for two years, he's been doing a lot that you're not seeing. And I've pointed out just a couple of examples and things that go underreported on purpose. And, you know, he's working on their extensions. See, if you cut their funding sources from overseas, kind of like what we did in Pakistan, remove that. You know, we may or may not have the passport Obama used when he traveled there because he sure didn't have American citizenship then. Anybody can say whatever they want. Oh, you're back to that birth certificate? Yeah, I am. Because he and Valerie Jarrett, his handler, have been living together forever. But that's another time for another story. So next week, we're waiting for something huge. We're waiting for an arrest. That's public. It's not going to be super big, but it's going to be big for people like me that understand, oh, did you just get that person? You know, it could be someone like Dana Bonte. I'm just saying. Or some attorney that gets indicted. That's what we're expecting next week, along with the left foaming at the mouth again because of the border. But this is where we need all of you, all of us, need to reach out to our so-called conservative media because you have to be careful who you follow. You have to be careful who you take the word of because even your conservative MAGA supporters are not really MAGA supporters. So, you know, like I said, I'm not here to tell you What to think, I'm I'm telling you to think, and I'm giving you the tools because they're already there. We already have what we need. We have everything we need to understand what's going on. We need to be patient. We need to understand. And, you know, next week, at the latest, the following Monday, after next week, there will be an arrest. And for those of us that can see past the dilly-dally, will understand how significant it is. I mean, remember, in November I was talking about Supreme, the, the chief justice of the Supreme Court before anyone even talked about him. And that's because it's already happened. He's in, He's in a lot of trouble. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are saying we can't get rid of him because those are life appointments. No, we can always get rid of everyone. It's one executive order. It's a bunch of people saying, nope, no more. Because remember, these are public servants. They're not immune to us because they serve us. If they work for you, they get fired by you and hired by you. And anyone saying, oh, you can hire or fire them at the polls, no. Not good enough. So for all those Republicans that sided with the left and voted that were new and freshmen yeah you know there's a waiting period of 6 months but i suggest that those citizens in those states start the process if anything if you can't do it yourself with a petition you can definitely get your state legislators to get it done you can expedite state legislation to make it happen if your state doesn't have the law for it make it you're in charge The president has been telling that to us throughout the whole campaign. He is with us. He wants us to take back control. Because it's only in our hands that this country will prosper. Delegating our economy, our health, our well-being, our children, and our education. In foreign hands. And foreign not just outside the border, but people we don't know and we don't know their intentions, does not offer us, it will not yield a success. It's failure. Sooner or later, you will fail. We need to have this control back. And you know, I've said it before. His biggest fans and his most important fans are the military. Active, retired, separated. They're his biggest fans. And all his cyber soldiers. Next week is where we're going to see a lot of light being shed. If the federal registry being almost inactive... ...doesn't tell you what's going on... ...then you're not really paying attention. So the key things is... ...the key thing here is... ...we need to ask the Democrats... ...why don't you want the wall? Give me a reason. I don't care what alternatives... ...what are you going to tell me? I don't like bricks? I don't like posts? Come on. Just give me an answer. That's one. Two. Our government has slowed down during the shutdown and slowed down to the part that means... uh, Let me give you an example. When you're running, people say you can't compute and do mathematics, right? The reasoning behind this is if you're running, the blood that you have, the energy you have, the blood, you need the blood to propel energy, right? Gets um, rerouted to your legs, Right, so it takes the majority because you're using your legs, you're running more, so it takes away from you know your brain, not all of it, but it just gets real allocated. So pay attention. The government is active, has been working, busy, busy bee. About 501 things being announced a day, and suddenly it stops. It's like one or two. Just like when you're running, that means that. The energy has been rerouted. Where is it? We've been talking about this border for two years, so it's not the border. I mean, we know that we're going to have meetings with the Chinese delegation tomorrow. Um, In China, there's going to be talks. and And if you guys listen to my New Year's Eve and New Year's segments, you'll understand why China is so important and how you know these things we're talking about which is child trafficking human trafficking the wall our mafia are nothing compared to the threat that china is to us um which is the ultimate war that that he is fighting for us remember this man doesn't hear you but he listens this man doesn't know you doesn't know your thoughts but he speaks about everything you're thinking. This man may not know your wants and your needs, yet he is supplying and providing to you. Thank you, President Trump, because he is doing all of this for you, the person he doesn't know the name of, the person he doesn't see, the person he doesn't hear. And for that reason, we should get louder so he can hear us better, and not him. But overcome the pillow and the muffle that the mainstream media and these leftist sock puppets, bots, bots, whatever you want to call them, um, put on our voices. So next week, we will have some really big surprises. You know, because we let them, you know, they're all swearing in now. We're trying to feel them out. They're all, you know, establishing their staff Sitting down and then they get to work on Monday and so do we. And this is why they're dumb. Because if I was the Democrats and I was like interested in my child trafficking rings and, you know, this is my bread and butter and there was a man taking it away and I suddenly see that for some reason areas of the government are not doing their job, which means that all that energy and attention is being focused somewhere else and I can't see it, I'd be running scared and they should. Because like Whitaker said in the meeting the other day, While everyone was away on vacation, you stayed at the White House and worked. And boy, did he work because the lights were out. He had 10 days of peace and quiet sitting in the dark working. And now the lights are on and they're just coming on. It's kind of like, you know, we might even see stuff today. Could it be? Maybe? I don't know. He's really, really busy and that... um, Oval Office meeting, the final one is happening. I don't know. We might even have a presser. That will be interesting to see. But keep in mind the patience that is necessary. Keep in mind the people that – the vulnerable populations, as the president likes to call it, that are suffering without us having a wall. Keep in mind the vulnerable people that could be in the house next door to you in a basement – Because of organizations that these same people in power have created. Keep all of that in mind when you get impatient. Nancy Pelosi. She's going to have real issues this year. I mean, I don't think she'll actually make it out this year honestly and I don't know what the rules are like what if something happens to the house member that's just a question let's just speculate what happens if a house member or the majority speaker you know gets sick what happens I don't know she's had a couple of strokes so you know that's something to think about so yeah, so Monday we're talking with China, and I said tomorrow. We've got a lot going on in regards to work because we see that it's being diverted. We have them screaming and foaming at the mouth about the wall. They want to abolish the Electoral College. They want to increase our taxes to 70%. Uh, they want uh, to introduce a bill uh, for, you know, uh, paying foreign nations. Man, President Trump, let's get rid of USAID. Can we just do that? Can we shut it down? Then we could just reallocate that money, that $54 billion, to make one million different beautiful big walls. And this is this is all stuff that they want to do within their first day of office. Oh, and some of them removed Israel from the map. <laughs> In 24 hours, we got all that. Don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter and Gab at Tori underscore says. I will be publishing a few things this weekend, so you can catch that on torysays.com where you can also find archived radio shows I wish you all a happy and healthy weekend. Stay patient, diligent, and be vocal because we're in control.